The Sports Dance. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Sports Dance. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm not going to lie to you, don't have a lot of time this week. That's right, I'm preparing for the upcoming NBA season. That is correct. I don't have time for the Team USA basketball team preparing for the FIBA World Cup. I don't have time to, you know, help GMs out for the MLB trade deadline. I just don't have time, people. The NBA season is upcoming, and I need to prepare for it. Me and all my other all-star friends, while they all also have, like, their duos that they're pairing up with, I still need to find out who I'm teaming up with. I'm the last big decision. It's going to be me and Scary Terry. It's going to be me and Aladipo. I'm just throwing out guys who don't have a key star, like, you know, partner in crime. I could be that guy. But like I said, I got to focus everything on the upcoming NBA season. Just like a bunch of other NBA stars are doing, apparently. Nobody cares about the FIBA World Cup this year. Nobody cares about Team USA. Like, literally nobody. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm surprised Greg Popovich is still there and coaching the team. We're just going to get into it. You know, like I said, it's going to be a shorter episode, probably around 30 minutes, because I'm traveling this week. I don't have a lot of time. I got to pack. I got to, you know, do some stuff. But I made time to talk to you guys, to to give my stance on everything. So we're going to get right into at least NBA, because NBA is going to be short and sweet. It's going to be nice, short, sweet, just covering... This ridiculous amount of players who have decided to withdraw their names from Team USA consideration because of the upcoming NBA season. To put it in perspective of how apparently important this upcoming season is because of how balanced the NBA has become, guys are like, hey, I might have a shot this year, so maybe I'll actually like focus on it. I don't know. Instead of representing their country... These guys would rather prepare for their actual season than represent. How dare they? How dare they just? Dis- no, well, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna. We're not gonna throw any disrespecting of the flag or any of that in here because that I mean that's not what they're doing. They just honestly probably just want to break from competitive basketball, and I don't, you can't blame them, especially when you look at this list. Most of the guys on this list actually might be playing for something next year. Guys like James Harden. Eric Gordon, both Rockets. They might have a chance now with Russ. Uh, Tobias Harris with the Sixers. They're looking pretty good. Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. Like, all these guys are on playoff-bound teams that could make a deep run into the playoffs, could win championships. So I get it. You don't want to sustain an injury in the NBA offseason. Remember Paul George? Like, that happened during Team USA stuff. Horrific injury. Completely changed the Pacers organization. Like, forever. So, you got to think about that. Then you have guys like Zion, who Pelicans aren't going to let him do anything. You have Bradley Beal, who is about to get a max deal offered to him. He's not going to want to chance anything. You have DeMar DeRozan, which is probably the most shocking since Pop is the Team USA coach. Like, don't you think Pop would be like, Come on, like we may not make the playoffs actually this year. I just I just need somebody. 
All right, like they're giving me Marcus Smart and Brooke Lopez. I need somebody I know can score. And DeMar's just like, yeah, no, Pop, I'm good. I'm good, Pop. Like I get enough of you during the regular season. We're good. I don't I don't need to play in this. Would you rather me here or would you rather me for the Spurs? And he's right. I mean, a lot of these guys, even Kyle Lowry is not playing probably because, you know, made the finals. Doesn't doesn't need to play. Wants his rest. And I get it. Totally understand why they're doing this. Most of these guys, if they're one of the top players for their team or, you know, a key part of their team, they're not going to they're not going to chance it. Like I said, the Paul George injury kind of changed how guys look at this stuff completely. The Olympics is a whole different experience because you can get a gold medal. I mean, yeah, FIBA World Cup is cool, but it's not the same. So I totally respect these guys. It's just hilarious of how many guys have all just like at once decided, yeah, we're not going to. We're we're not doing this. So it's just been funnier to watch all the announcements day after day come out of like, so-and-so has also made an announcement that they're preparing for the upcoming NBA season instead of the FIBA World Cup and have left Team USA's consideration process. So it's just it's just fun to see that. Especially when you see the names that are still there, such as Brooke Lopez. That's right, like, we could have the Lopez brothers full-on just twin-towering it for Team USA. Fun stuff. Ratings aren't going to be great. But besides that, besides the lack of star power for Team USA in the FIBA World Cup, not much else going on in the NBA season. And it's the offseason. Things are slow. All the free agents that have been, you know, cared about have already signed. But there's one man who's still acting like a lover scorned and will never get over now a season long ago. You know, diss to his team and loss of a star player. And that's Skip Bayless. And that's why I am not even going a short episode without a really skip. So, hit the music. What else in really skip world when it comes to the NBA? He's either talking LeBron or number two, Kawhi Leonard. So this weekend was Manny Pacquiao versus some other boxer in a fight that Skip Bayless went to because he loves him some Manny. Like Skip loves three things in life, and that is his wife, his collection of sports teams, because I'm not going to name them all. He just loves them all. And Manny Pacquiao. Like you can, th- he doesn't love LeBron. He doesn't love Kawhi. He loves Manny Pacquiao. So he's at the fight this weekend. So is Kawhi Leonard and his Uncle Dennis. And he sent out this lovely tweet. Number two is sitting not far from me. His Uncle Dennis just came over and introduced himself. Laughing, he said, his name is Kawhi Leonard. Nice about it. But he'll always be number two to me. Come on, Skip. Skip, you even said, if Kawhi took on the challenge of going to the Clippers, you would finally call him Kawhi. If he won a championship with the Clippers, you would finally give him some respect. Just say the man's name. And this number two thing. Like, grow up about it. What would your... Your wife probably thinks you're a petty, petty man because of this. So be better, Skip. 
Do better, Skip. Just say the man's name. It would even be better if Kawhi went to the Clippers and didn't wear number two. Just so Skip had to change it. Like, just so Skip didn't have to say number two anymore. Just, I don't know. Go by name. Go by numberless jersey. Just have it say Leonard on the back. I don't think you can do that, but imagine if you could. It'd be fantastic. It would make, I mean, you'd have so many people. Like, just jerseys would sell out so fast. The numberless jersey. That that would get retired. That I Easily. But I'm losing focus. Skip, get over it. It's over a year ago. He's won a championship in Toronto. He's left the Spurs. The Spurs still have DeRozan. He's not Kawhi, but hey, like he's he's a B-list star. So at least you got something. You, you didn't get one more year with Kawhi where you probably weren't going to win the NBA title because you didn't have the grouping that you needed to around you and supportive squad in San Antonio, despite Popovich, who's a fantastic coach, to probably compete and take down the Warriors from within the West. Like, it just wasn't going to happen that way. I hate to be, I hate to be honest, but... Toronto had the parts that you needed to win. The Spurs didn't. Now the Clippers have the parts. The Spurs still don't. Spurs are a great franchise. But Kawhi just wasn't happy there anymore. So that's it. Get over it. Call him Kawhi. Call him Leonard. Like, call him whatever. Just stop calling him number two. It's ridiculous. Really, Skip? That's all I got for you. All right, now we're going to take a quick break for an ad. Yes, I know. You just had the skip song, but now you got an ad because it's a short episode. I got to fit in two ads in here, people. Because I love 12 Bound Sports Radio. I love, you know, all that other stuff. And if you want to support them, well, you got to support these ads and support these companies that help us out. All right. So first, we got my bookie. Ever want to make a wager but don't know where? Go to my bookie. Use promo code 12 Sports to get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Listen to all our gambling shows, then put that knowledge to practice on my bookie. Make sure to use the promo code 12 Sports to get the bonus. You can find their banners and links to, on every page of our website at www.12OunceSportsRadio.com or go to mybookie.ag. Right, and with that, don't forget, promo code has to be in all capitals, so that's all 1212OZSPORTS, all in capitals, to get the deal. And you can find that on 12 on Sports Radio. Click the little banner. It'll take you right to my bookie. And, you know, just go through there. Do it. Help us out, guys. That's all we ask. So, now we're going to get into some Major League Baseball talk. Now, last week I talked about the trade deadline, and it has been dead. Like, literally nothing has happened in Major League Baseball involving the trade deadline. Basically, you've had like four moves this year. That was, you had Jay Bruce moved early, you had Andrew Kashner, you had Edwin Encarnacion, and Homer Bailey. Those have basically been the moves. None of them are earth-shattering. The Yankees didn't need Encarnacion. He just is an extra bat to have in the lineup, essentially. 
for that team of a bunch of savages. And I'll get to that in a second because as much as I despise the Yankees, because I am a Red Sox fan, the rant by Aaron Boone was fantastic. But I will get to that. Trust me. Trade deadline stuff, we got to talk about it. So trade deadline. Like I said, nothing has been happening. There's a reason, though. Like, there's a reason Madison Bumgarner hasn't been traded. There's a reason Marcus Stroman hasn't been traded. There is a reason Mike Miner. All these pitchers and relief pitchers have not gone anywhere yet. The reason? Baseball is too competitive right now. That is right. Baseball. Doesn't matter where your team is. There are teams projected to win between 70, like 6, and 84 games. Guess what? You still have a chance at the wild card. That is crazy. I know. But that is what's happening right now. And I said it like that because it's just, it kind of is like, oh my God, can't believe it. Just to put it in perspective, just, I'm just going to put in some perspective for you on a Friday as you record this on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. You're getting stuff from the past given to you in the future in this episode. To put it in perspective, now things might be a little, you know, just a game or two here or there after I say this, because, you know, a full day and two full games slates have well passed by then. But at the moment, as I look at it, this is what the wild card looks like. In the American League wild card, you have Cleveland, Oakland, Boston, Tampa Bay, LA, and Texas, all within six and a half games of that second wild card slot. Or holding a wild card slot. That is a good amount of teams right now. Because then you also have the division leaders. So that's nine teams in the American League that have postseason aspirations. It's a good amount, right? Yeah. Then, when you look at it, you go to the National League, and it's even crazier. When you look at the National League, you have every single team in the National League within seven games of a wild card spot. Everybody except Miami is essentially in a wild card race, which just come on. How is that even possible? Like you have teams like Arizona and San, like the whole AL West is out of it completely. And so is like Miami. But overall, when you look at it, the wild card spot, you would think those teams, because I'm going to tell you right now, the AL West, or not the AL, the NL West, the closest team is San Francisco, who is 14 and a half games back of the Dodgers. But to put in perspective how good the Dodgers are, you'd think they're out of it. Like I said, they're, they're out of it, but they're not. Everybody except Miami is within seven games of a wild card spot. Like, it is Washington, St. Louis, Philly, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Arizona, Colorado, San Diego, Cincinnati, the Mets, and the Pirates are all within seven games of a wild card spot. That is crazy, folks. That is everybody. You, like, don't include the Marlins. The whole National League is within the wild card. So you're not going to see teams making moves because why would they? Why are teams going to make moves right now when they can go with the team they have and have a legitimate shot of making the postseason? It makes no sense. So therefore, the whole National League is essentially locking down 
and not doing any moves. They're not going to do they're not going to make trades, they're not going to trade you their good relief pitchers, especially in the American League because they don't need to. They're not going to just magically be like, "Hey, you need somebody? Okay, here you go." We're not in it anymore. Cuz guess what? They are in it. Everybody's in it. Even in the American League, you have only one, two, three, four, five, six teams that you could legitimately look at and say, you're not in it because they're 11 games out. Like, that's fantastic. You're essentially telling people you have seven trade partners, and that's the White Sox, Mariners, Toronto, Kansas City, Baltimore, Detroit, and Miami. And out of all those teams, Red Sox already got Cashner from Baltimore, and Toronto has Stroman. So maybe Stroman's the only one that goes on the move. Like, this has been a dead Major League Baseball trade deadline. And it's because at this point, normally, a good amount of teams know they have no chance. None. None whatsoever to have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs. But right now, they all do. So a bunch of them have to decide within the next seven days. Do we think we're actually going to make a run at this? If we think we are, we basically stand pat. If we don't, we sell. Like the Boston Red Sox are a perfect example. The Red Sox now sit two games out of a wild card spot. Now, to match last year's record, they would have to go like a 58 and 8 or something like that, which is ridiculous to show you how good they were last year. But they are in a slew of games right now with Tampa Bay and New York. Like that's all they face in the next 14 games. That will really decide, do they have a chance? Because if they do, this is where it gets decided. But they essentially have only half those games to decide if they're a buyer or seller at the trade deadline. So that's what's making it so hard. I will probably think by the 31st, you may get a few teams that are just that far out that they're like, you know what? Let's see if we can get some pieces. We're not going to ask for the moon, but we're going to ask for something close and see what we can get in return. Like, there's going to be those teams. And good for them. But for right now, you're not going to see it happening for anybody else. It's just facts. Now, besides the trade deadline, besides all of that situation, we cannot go through this whole week and not talk about what happened almost a week ago in New York. When Aaron Boone decided, you know what, I really don't want to be here for two games. Now, it wasn't just that. It was the second inning of a doubleheader against Tampa Bay in New York. You know, big series because Tampa Bay gets on a hot streak. They take, you know, a season sweep, not season, series sweep against the Yankees. Maybe they're back in the AL East, but that's about it. But, you know, nobody was happy with the ump, especially the Yankees. And Brett Gardner and Aaron Boone were the two with the biggest issues. You know, and I get it. Ump's not calling strikes. He's calling strikes that are outside balls. Like, you're just not happy. So Aaron Boone went full, full Lupinella and just lost it on the ump. And had one of the greatest manager rants of all time. And I cannot believe I'm saying this. Aaron bleepin' Boone the man who crushed my hopes and dreams as a child in 2003, the guy who is now the manager of the team I despise the most, made me like him just a little bit more than I did because he's a effing savage. 
And that's what he said about his team. He went out with a vengeance and fire and passion in his soul that you do not see very often out of a manager when he is ranting and raving. And luckily, luckily there was audio to capture all of it. Aaron went off. And I don't just mean like a little bit. Like he was cutting a wrestling promo out there with the umpire. Ump didn't even know it hit him. The ump was just like the fearful reporter that didn't know Stone Cold is about to whoop open a can all over him. Because Boone laid into the ump and let him know what he had back in that dugout was a bunch of effing savages. You had Brett Gardner banging the dugout with his bat, going nutso. You had Aaron Hicks trying to contain a smile because of that because Brett Gardner was trying to be so tough. Uh, it was just, it was adorable. But Boone, man, Boone laid into the ump and created one of the best things you could call the Yankees, besides the Bronx Bombers, the Baby Bombers, just effing savages. And he's right, they are. They are a death lineup when you look at them. With the Judge and Stanton when he's healthy and actually can swing a bat. Aaron Hicks is pretty good. Gardner's somehow stayed around forever. You have Encarnacion. You have Gary Sanchez, who, by the way, on the I.O. for 10 days with a groin injury. Because if he's not hitting home runs, he's not really doing much else. I mean, the guy's batting 229 this year, and he's hitting like 111 since the All-Star break. But that's the besides the point. When Sanchez hits it, it goes far. To put it in perspective, the Yankees won a game 14-12 to against the Minnesota Twins. They are the only team in the majors this year that have given up 12 runs in games and won all the games. And I think it's like two or three games. That is nutso. That is a team of effing savages. That is it. And Boone, thank you. Thank you for giving us something to talk about in the middle of the dog days of summer. It was all-time rant. It's going to go down in the history books as one of the all-time rants. Plus, you got seven innings to rest before the second game of the night. So that's pretty good, too. Besides that, though, in baseball, not much else. We're going to touch on a few things in football, mainly some, you know, players that are going to hold out, some other players showing up to, you know, training camp in ridiculous fashions. And that's about it. But first, another quick ad break. So if you want to look for good, cheap tickets, check out 12 on Sports Radios and check this ad out. Did you know a recent NBA basketball ticket on 12 Ounce Sports Radio was only $5? That's right. You can buy event tickets on 12 Ounce Sports Radio for extremely low prices. Go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and click the event tickets page on the menu and browse. You won't believe how easy and inexpensive it is to attend your next event. So be sure to go to www.12OunceSportsRadio.com and click the event tickets page on our site. All right, last but not least, NFL season is upon us. Training camps are opening all over the place for everybody. And what does that mean? Well, first it means ridiculous people showing up in ridiculous things. Now, you know, we've had guys like Antonio Brown showing up in a helicopter and ridiculous cars. You've had Chad Ochocinco in a semi-truck pimped out. And then you just have ridiculous things happening with Terrell Owens doing the bench press in its driveway with reporters all over. So you have those drama queens and divas doing what they do best. And if you notice one thing they all have in common is the wide receivers. It's always the wide receiver that's the diva, right? Wrong. Apparently Jalen Ramsey decides, hey, you know what? It's not just wide receivers. Defensive backs can have that title too. 
That is right. The Jaguars defensive back showed up today at training camp in an armored truck. He had his own hype man hyping him up, saying he's the lockdown DB. He's got eight locks in his pocket. Whatever that means, he will shut down a side of the field. He's basically the new incarnation of Revis Island and all of this and that. And then, you know, Ramsey, the door opens to the back of the armor truck, and he kind of just, like, saunters out. For As far as flashy goes, everything was flashy up until those doors opened. Like, it, it got awkward real quick after that. He kind of like stumbled over the money bags that they had in there. He didn't know quite what he was doing. He looked ridiculous. He wasn't even in like a suit or anything. He wasn't even trying to look fancy. He was in like a white shirt and black Adidas pants. It's like, come on. You're going through all this trouble to make something out of the whole. You want to get paid. You're the best DB in the league. You got to get your money. All this stuff. Back up the Brinks trucks. Every single thing you can do. And you show up in a white t-shirt and black pants. Come on, man. Really? That's the best you can... Come out in like a pimp out suit. Come out in something ridiculous looking. Come out a money green suit. Do something. You talk all this talk. You put down quarterbacks. You put down other guys. You don't do... You do all this talking on the field. And then when it comes to showboating off the field and you come up with this elaborate plan, you do nothing. I'm disappointed, Jalen. I'm just disappointed. And that's worse. You just looked ridiculous. You had me. You had me hook, line, and sinker with the hype man and everything. I expected that armored truck to open up and like streamers to pop out, like a red carpet to roll down the back of it, and you just kind of like come out with like a pimp cane, and I don't even know. But you didn't do what I was expecting you to do, and it made it awkward for everybody. Like, you didn't even like come out gracefully. At least if you're gonna do it, come out in style, come out at least walking normal. Instead, you were like kind of clinging over things. You had time while the guy was hyping you up to get ready. And you didn't. Makes you wonder, like, what's the point of these big elaborate things? At least Antonio Brown did it right. At least Ocho Cinco did it. Like, they did it properly. At least, you know, in Major League, when they showed up, they did it properly. You just, come on. The guy showing up for the Kansas City Chiefs in an American flag like Eagle Leotard did it better than you. Yeah, I mean, you had it. You had it. And you blew it. Hopefully you don't blow it this year and you can get your money, but you can't clearly walk the walk. So I guess you're just going to have to keep talking the talk. I don't know. We'll see. But besides that, you have Jalen who, you know, he might hold out at some point, but he's probably not going to. He just wants to known that he should have the truck backed up for him because he's the best that does it. And he's not totally wrong, but he's not totally right. I mean, he's one of the best. But he's not the best, at least, I don't think, right now. Stephen Gilmore for the Patriots, I think, is better than him. You have a few other guys that can compete with him. So, got one more season to prove that you know you're elite. See what you got. Speaking of people that might hold out and trying to be elite, Melvin Gordon has told the Chargers, I'm not showing up. Just not showing up. What are you going to do about it? I want you to pay me. You either pay me, trade me, or, you know, I'm just going to sit out. And I get it. He's in the fifth-year option. He's only getting $5.2 million. You know, Jarek McKinnon on the 49ers makes more than him. But Melvin, I hate to break it to you, bud. You're not an elite talent. Like, I know we just said about Jalen. Jalen's more of an elite talent than you are. 
you're a running back who in the first two years basically didn't do much. Like your rookie season, people thought you were going to get cut. That's how bad you were. You improved your second year. You know, you finally got a thousand yard rushing season in there, but you've only got one. You're in your fifth year option. So four seasons, 1,000 yard rushing season, plus you're injury prone. So like, what would you make, what would make a team think, hey, let's put a bunch of money into this guy. Like you haven't shown, play this season, play all 16 games, you will get your money. But that's the only way it's going to happen. So you can sit out, you're just going to lose money. It's not like Galavion Bell, who basically just didn't play it one season and pl- didn't lose anything out. He was franchise tagged. He wasn't getting that money unless he stepped on the field. But he wasn't losing money that was in his contract. And to put it into perspective, you have your backup, Austin Eckler, who could carry the load if you're not there. That's the one thing about the running back position. You can be interchangeable. You can find the next guy. Melvin. You played 12 games last year. You had 175 attempts for 885 yards. You averaged 5.1 yards. That's pretty good. You had 50 catches. Not bad. But Austin, your backup, played 14 games. More durable. He had 106 rushes for 554 yards, which was a 5.2 average. And he had 39 catches. So he's just as good as you are, and he's not going to hold out. Think about that. You're making a team choose between paying you more money, or just allowing the guy that sits behind you who has shown that he can play pretty much as well as you, hey, starting job is yours. Like, that's not a hard decision for the Chargers. So either stop being ridiculous and asking for the moon, or come down. You're like a seven and a half, eight million dollar running back. At least looking at the running back market. You could put eight million dollars. There you go. Four-year deal, eight million. That's, you know, 32 million. Pretty good. Guaranteed. 15 of it. Take it. If that's what the charges are offering, take it. Because you're not going to get better than that. Especially if you prove you can't stay on the field. So I'll be interested to see. I'm giving it like two weeks max until he's back in training camp. That's my guess. Could be sooner. Maybe he'll hold out a little more. I don't know. But that's where I see it at least going right now. And then last, but definitely not least, something that I'm not going to do very often and I'm mad I have to do it right now. Defend Tom Brady. That is right. I have to sit here and defend a man that I really don't like, at least on the field. Because let's be honest, if you're not a Patriots fan, you can't stand Tom Brady. You might appreciate the greatness that he has, what he's accomplished, all of that. But you just don't like him on the field because you're just like, how, how, how do they always get there even when their team's not good? Makes no sense. Even Patriot fans last year that I know couldn't understand how they made it to the Super Bowl when they were like, we have nobody on our team. Yeah, none of us can believe it either. But today I have to sit here and, you know, help him in controversy. These people that are freaking out over the video of him and his daughter cliff diving. Stop it. Just stop it. All right? Like, he and his daughter went cliff diving. I get she's young. So you could have a problem with that if you want to. But also the fact that people were like, hey, you know, he basically dragged her in. No, he didn't. All right, this is, it's clear as day what's happening. They make a plan to jump on account. They say they're ready. He goes to jump because she wants to hold his hand to jump in because she's scared. And she hesitates. So what happens when one person hesitates and another person jumps off an object from a far distance above? 
the other person gets dragged. She falls in. She's fine. Both of them are fine. Stop making it a big deal out of it. Like he did nothing wrong. Get over yourselves. All right? Just get over it. He did nothing wrong. He and his daughter were having a good time. They're still having a good time. People just like to make something out of nothing. It's what we do now. Every little thing has to be dissected. doesn't matter what it is. Every little thing. Dissect it. Could be quarterback play. It could be parenting. It could be I took a photo of my burger the other night and somebody's like, well, it looks like the side is charred. Nobody cares. All right? Nobody cares, Kevin. Who cares if it's a little charred? Like, to stop making deals out of every minute thing. This is one of the other ones. You made me defend a man I can't stand. Again, on the field. I can't. I, I have no issues with him off the field. He seems like a great dad. Like, pff, who am I to say? But they were having fun. All that happened is, you've definitely done it before. You go to jump in with somebody. You jump. They don't. Or they jump. And you don't. And what happens? You get dragged in. You still have a good time. Nothing happened. This shouldn't be a story that's running on Good Morning America. Bigger issues are at hand, people. Sports are fun. They're an escape. Don't use every little thing an athlete does unless it's horrendous. Like the Tyree Kill situation and all these other situations that we're just not going to dive into because at this point, nobody knows what the NFL is deciding we're going to do. So like for all we know, the NFL is going to be like, Tom, you dragged your daughter in off a cliff. That's a full season suspension. Like, who knows at this point what they're going to do. But as I said, during the week, at least, in a tweet when the Tyreek Hill news broke and then the defensive lineman for the Seahawks, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, got suspended and for something that happened two years ago and he wasn't charged or anything, the NFL needs to be more consistent on what they do. They need to be more like Brady and less like Fitzpatrick, and that's consistent. So look, I've defended Brady twice now. Thanks. That's it. That's all I got for you, though. All right. I've had a great show. I'm glad I was able to get this in. Hope you enjoy your lovely weekends. Again, if you want to find me, you can catch me on sports at sportsdance underscore on Twitter, on Instagram at the sports dance, and same on Facebook. Let me know what your stance is on sports. I'd love to hear from all of you. Uh, golf, I guess, real quick. Shane Lowry, good for him winning the Claret Jug, the Open Championship, and ran away with it. It was very impressive. And if you didn't see the video of him singing at a pub with all his Irish friends and fans, check it out. It's fantastic. It's just what every guy who's big who wishes they could play sports dreams of. He's the he's the man of the big people. That's what Shane Lowry is. All right, that's all it. That's it. That's all I got. I don't even know what else to say now. Again, I am Greg. Thank you for listening to My Stance on Sports, and have a good one. The Sports Sports Stance. Stance.